0: When you see certain people at, like, networking events, oh, it's so great to see you again. And, like, deep down, it's like, you know, I really don't want to have a conversation with you, but (laughs) unfortunately, you know, I'm just following pleasantries and putting on a facade.
1: Have you ever been to a networking event where you're trying to expand on your business and you're not sure if you're going to run into the right people that you gel with, you vibe with, and you're really just looking to filter out the BS? Well... Today, we sat down with a friend of mine that we highlight the filtration process that he goes through to surround himself with people that are on the same, let's say, vibratory level as you. If you stick around to the end, we go over something called the 5538 7% rule in communication, and it was created by a hostage negotiator. Pretty cool. Before we begin, if you like the show and you enjoy the content, please share with a friend and leave a five-star review is really going to help the show i appreciate you listening in and let's go all right welcome to the new age human podcast i'm your host john Anastasio i have brandon Giddickson here he's a mortgage banker that speaks swedish and is a fanatical about ping pong Fanatic, fanatical, maybe, I don't know if that's a word. How's it going, man? Thanks for coming on.
0: I'm doing well, John. I appreciate you having me, and thank you for that warm introduction. It was almost as if I told you to introduce me that way, so, you know. That's exactly uh, what happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The reason why we're having a talk today and whatnot... I wanted to have this conversation with you to really give people a feel for what it's like navigating the the professional world while you're walking on eggshells and how you connect with people that are like-minded, so to speak. Do you want to start with like how we connected? Like I know that when I saw you, I was just like this tall Caucasian dude in a suit, right? (laughs) Uh, From my perspective... And then we're just talking, but you were extremely down to earth. That's what I connected with. What are your thoughts going into this?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So to take it back to how we met, I love that. That was your first thought of me. You're like, all right, here's this Caucasian man in this suit. But now I'm not wearing a suit. But so the event that we met at was a panel talk about networking, marketing, and branding. And I was talking a little bit about networking and how to really amplify your network and to do it in a bit more of a strategic way. That's how we had met and we had a really good conversation. A little bit of a background as to who I am I am a mortgage banker and I work with a variety of people, so with mainly investors and foreign nationals. So I've created a bit of a niche, but I can still serve anyone, whether they're a first time home buyer or a person that wants to buy an apartment building. Like we do it all. Mm. But investors and foreigners are really my specialty for the most part. That being said, I think I was really drawn to you because you have a very genuine energy about you, which I think is super important. You don't come off very salesy or very stuffy. And one of the things that I always talk about when you build relationships is CVV, commonality, value, and vulnerability. And you're just a very real person and had a sense of vulnerableness. And I think that's really how we connected. Well, Mm -hmm. first of
1: all, thank you for those kind words, of course, (laughs) it seems like we connected in a similar way where you just notice someone's genuine. So you're like, Okay, so what makes them so genuine? What makes them so down to earth? And do you feel like it's hard to connect with people that aren't genuine? I mean, it sounds obvious. But like, how do you manage that?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. When I come across a person who I perceive to be not genuine, I think it all starts with vulnerability. And You have to gauge who you can and cannot be vulnerable with. Or it's not even being vulnerable and not being vulnerable. There's levels to it, right? I think if you're a little bit vulnerable with a person and they're not genuine, you can start to see them open up a little bit. But the other thing is that I've just surrounded myself with great and amazing people that I've really created a filter as to the people that come in my life i don't really come across too many people who are not genuine just because i've surrounded myself with people who have good intentions who have good hearts basically so i've created a filter and after being vulnerable with a person who's not genuine i'll just try to end the conversation in a very kind way because I know it's not really going anywhere and it won't have a lot of prosperity but I think it starts number one with vulnerability and then number two to surround yourself with people who are like-minded but you also obviously want to put yourself in rooms where people don't think the same way you do because the mind is like a parachute it works best when open so you know you really have to put yourself in other situations.
1: I like the filter you created. You have your close friends and then it's your network exposing you to their network. So I like that idea. And I do have something very similar. I'm trying to remember how it happened. You were like, oh man, you should have said this earlier or something. I think you asked me, like, oh, so what's your podcast about? And, I, and I'm like, I, I'm working on a way to, to tell you what's going on without being so direct. I don't want to be too aggressive to somebody that is just not... Open-minded, so I usually say, we talk about unlocking human potential. And I told my story about uh, how I didn't want to get the, let's just say the medicine or the jab, and so I was looking to expand my social network. And I did find a way to expand. And then I found some interesting conversations. I'm like, these interesting conversations need to be recorded. Definitely. <laughs> um, and then I think once I said that, I'm not getting the jab. You're like, oh, oh yes, yes, got you. Let's do this. Yeah, But it's, it's one of those things where when you're scrutinized about your decision or a belief, and then you find someone else Out of the crowd of people that scrutinize you and then they're like, hey, I'm on the same side as you, it does feel really good and it leaves a lot of pressure so that you can feel like yourself and share just your thoughts more freely instead of like, again, walking on eggshells. What made you wake up to question everything? There's got to be like a moment.
0: Yeah. Before I answer that, I just want to preface when other people judge you because of a decision that you make, it often stems from an insecurity that they have. I have found that to be true time and time again. And there's a really good saying that I love. We often judge others based on their worst actions and we judge ourselves based on our best intentions. It's so true because if you really do an audit of some of the things that come out of your mouth, not you exclusively, but you in general, I've just found that to be really true. So we can't forget that Everyone has their own lives. They've been educated in a certain way. They've grown up in a certain environment. They've surrounded themselves with certain people. So just by the nature of their upbringing, they've formed their own thought patterns and they think in a certain way. So if you judge another person, I think it's a bit of a small-minded thing sometimes because like we all... Were raised in certain ways that have formed our beliefs, basically. But as to awakening or just to think from another perspective, I think it comes down to a lot throughout my life. But my senior year of college, I took an ethics class, which is a form of philosophy. And I think philosophy is amazing. I think sometimes you can go way too far down a certain rabbit hole, but just the concept of philosophy getting people to think i think that's an amazing thing so taking a philosophy class reading books about philosophy can really just open up your mind in general and i would say that was really uh the starting point for me
1: is there like a uh, <clears throat> like a specific book because interesting enough i had like a i guess you can call it like a reawakening mm-hmm. in my philosophy class really in college too so it's interesting how you brought that up and i'll tell you the book or the yeah i think it was a book or a movie that someone mentioned and i was just, i hopped right on it and i'm just wondering if there's any, any specific material for you for me it was what the bleep do we know it dove into metaphysics and alternate realities and um, science and and the double slit uh, experiment look that one up if you haven't heard about it quantum physics i think was the main thing what about you is there like a specific material was it a specific comment was it a specific quote
0: it's hard to come back to a certain quote or subject that i took in my philosophy class but a really a great book that i've read was the four agreements i'm not sure if you've ever heard it yes so so i haven't read too many books about philosophy but that's a top one because it's super simple. I think it's only 120 pages, but it's just four simple things. One of them is to have integrity and to keep your word, not to talk behind people's backs, and a couple others, but it's just not coming to me right now. But an amazing book, and I think it can really open up your mind tremendously.
1: First of all, that's an easy, awesome read. Thank you for mentioning that. That's like Less than 200 pages (laughs) if you're listening or watching. Grab that book. I wouldn't be surprised if like everybody listening knows about that. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're all uh, on this journey together, right? Power versus Force. I love that book. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Have you heard of it, Brandon? No. Um, Oh, man. So think of it as uh, this guy. And he was able to map different levels of consciousness. And I'm thinking of doing like a series just on that book because... It's one of those books and it's barely, rarely ever happens to me where I'm reading a chapter and I have to stop, highlight it, and then like pause to rethink a lot of things because it was just, it was like someone opened a window in a dark house and now mm-hmm. I have to look at everything that is shined a light on and realize that I have a lot more furniture to play with than I thought. So it was like sure. one of those things where you have to stop and play with the thoughts that it gave you. Yeah. Um. But when you were talking about... Being a moral person, being someone that doesn't talk trash behind yeah. his back. I'm like butchering what you said, but the, the overall idea was that, right? And that book, The Power Versus Force, expands on that part of what you were saying, that agreement. It talks about how if you are at one with yourself and you are living in your truth, then there's literal physical power that you... Yeah, you literally are stronger when you are in truth right it's interesting when you lie and you're just a constant person that pushes false things you're literally draining and you're getting weaker so it's interesting how that works and if you're worried about your energy levels maybe think about any baggage or any large lies that you're living with that like telling someone that they look good <laughs> in a dress or something uh, and then you see that dress every day you're like <laughs> just an example sounds very specific but not not I just that was the thing that. when you see
0: up. certain people at like networking events oh it's so great to see you again and like deep down it's like you know <laughs> I really don't want to have a conversation with you, but unfortunately, you know, I'm just following pleasantries and putting on a facade. But Mm. no, I know exactly what you mean.
1: (laughs) So knowing that you've read that book and have started to think outside the box, is there anything that you've done to help maintain that mindset as you navigate your professional life?
0: It's a great question. So I heard this quote yesterday. It was at a goal setting seminar. Really, really good. And one of the things they talked about is motivation is like drinking water. You have to listen to it on a consistent basis. You're not just going to read a motivational book or listen to a motivational video once and just have that throughout your entire life, you need to do it on a consistent basis. So I think constantly surrounding yourself and having a group of people who have all these different perspectives is good. Because if you are constantly around the same group of people who think the exact same way, that will form your belief system over time, because it just seeps into your thought patterns, and you know, it just becomes a piece of who you are. So I think being mindful of who you surround yourself with, putting yourself in all types of situations so you're hearing the side of person A, person B, person C, person D, person E, et cetera, I think is imperative. And I think it'll continue to shape who you are reading on a consistent basis. And just, I think, being able to question things, just to not accept things at face value and to do a bit more research. Those That's like the some of the most important things
1: huge that's like the, the huge thing that's going on right now face value sensational headlines fear porn i so a thought came up to my mind you brought up again the like i i, I keep thinking five closest people to you because i was and it was embedded in my brain that you are mm-hmm. the sum total of the five closest people to you i wanted to go into what do you find these people where do you find people like-minded people because what i did in a desperate situation i've never done this before but when in my in my search for people that were th- thinking like me i went to a protest and uh, an anti-jab p- protest never mm-hmm. been to a protest before i even created a poster and i didn't use it I just left it in the car cuz i was just like i don't feel comfortable <laughs> i really i met some really cool people and sure. then navigated my way to finding people that were more local, thinking similar to me, but it was a little bit of a process. But how do you do it? How do you find those people that are similar to you without having to go to an extreme measure like I did?
0: Yeah, I think it comes down to putting yourself out there. Just a beautiful case in point with you is that you have this podcast. So over time, you'll start to attract more people towards you. And you'll have more people than you'll know what to do with. So I do a lot of content on Instagram. give a quick plug. Brandon Cashflow is my handle. But with that being said, I started to create a bunch of content and I made a video about using life insurance to buy real estate since I'm in the mortgage space. Some of my content is about real estate. With that said, I made a video about that. I got Introduced to a financial advisor, and he runs a personal development group and they meet once a month, and it's a dinner basically at this restaurant with a bunch of awesome people. And that came because I made a video about using life insurance to buy real estate. I posted it on Instagram. So putting yourself out there is huge, whether it's on you know, Instagram, Facebook, social media, going to events on a consistent basis. It's huge.
1: So for the people that are similar to me and you consider yourself an empath, are you familiar with that term empath? I've
0: heard it so many times, but I still don't know the definition.
1: (gasps) Oh, are we going to pop your empath cherry?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do
1: you think it is
0: first? Wait, doesn't it mean like you can feel the emotions of other people? Something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Instead of being a psychic and reading people's minds, you're an empath. Which means you read people's emotions. Wow! Cool. Now, if you feel that way, you now earned your superpower. So, congratulations to anybody who's uh, who feels that way. <laughs> and we all, and we all have. Some type of superpower, I believe, is just um, rushed off as like a skill or something we don't know. So Sure. Uh, I'm sure Brandon has one. We just have to discover it. And you could be an empath yourself. Who knows? I mean, if you have this inkling to instantly know how people feel, right? But the reason why I brought that up is when you say put yourself out there, uh, I had to speak to the part of me that said, ooh, now I feel very vulnerable because emotionally... If you're an empath that, or someone that connects with people emotionally very quickly, mm-hmm. it's very easy to, if you if you're not aware of it, it's very easy to forget that you are feeling someone else's emotions and not yours, and it could damage your ability or challenge your ability to decipher your decisions and what's going to be beneficial for you and now you're making decisions that's beneficial for someone that you literally are feeling their pain or, or feeling their excitement that has nothing to do with you so like putting yourself out there i know people are gonna be like mm, is how about this outside of knowing how down-to-earth someone is, just be, from having conversations, is there any other filters that you sh- could share that helps you gate that business world, that professional life where you're trying to negotiate, talk to who can help you with clients, build that inner circle? Is there any other filter process that you have?
0: It's a great question.
1: That I'd you say might not have
0: recognized? Yeah. I'd say it's how you speak and your cadence and your body language, so there's a really good book, never split the difference by Chris Voss. I'm not sure if you've heard of it uh-huh. no, so chris Voss he was an f b i hostage negotiator, really, really great book, and he's really good at negotiation basically and one of the thing he one of the things he talks about is this rule it's called the fifty five thirty eight seven percent rule so 55% of your communication comes from your body language. 38% comes from how you say the words you say. And only 7% comes from the actual words. So I think being mindful of your communication skills is just another filter, basically. You know, if, if you have good body language, if you have good cadence in how you communicate, and then it also comes down to building another part of the CVV, commonality i think that's huge like being like being able to find commonality with another person uh, i think acts as another filter as well
1: nice i like that and that book was called what again just uh never like that yeah
0: never split the difference
1: all right never split the difference cool but that uh that will be in the show notes for sure definitely We got some books here i'm excited
0: got some books
1: audiobook (laughs) or whatever you listen to put on like one and a half times speed and uh, blast through those books yeah cool so let's get into let's say we spoke about your professional life we spoke about thinking outside the box you know what if you know somebody that needs to wake up and they're in college throw them into a philosophy class right definitely so how can people Find you. I know you did a little plug in there, but let's let's give all the information for everybody. How sure. do they find you? What Absolutely.
0: You I do a lot on Instagram. Brandon Cashflow is my handle, uh, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Brandon, my last name giddickson G I D I C S I N.
1: Awesome. Perfect. All right. Well, Brandon, it was awesome chatting with you. Thanks for coming on and sharing uh, some of your navigation process and how you navigate the world of business right yeah being awake in the business world in 2023
0: thank you appreciate that thanks john thanks for hopping on